still the fastest way to get Paragon levels in this game is to hang out with other people. And I'm not sure I think that's great. I think it's okay. And if it's your friends, all the better. But oftentimes, you know, you get a little playtime here or there and you don't have time to ring up three of your tightest pals and play with them. So you get into some sort of pug situation and that's fine. And there's a decent percentage chance that when you do that, you'll you'll be with people that are okay. You know, you're not dealing with jerks or whatever. But I really like the solo play in the game. It isn't that I don't want multiplayer. I do. But there are times where it's just like, I want to go in there. Uh, you know, I also want to be able to pause if I hit escape because I've got other things going on. But I, I'd like to be able to go in there, do my freaking business, kill the things I want to kill, collect the poop they drop, and leave. You know? And not really worry. Can I close the rift yet? Has everyone gotten their hooch out of there yet? Are we still... Oh, Bill's still picking up a freaking, you know, shattered shattered uh, sword guts or whatever he's picking, <laughs> picking up in some corner of the rift that we just ran. I got to wait for him. All right, well, fine. You know what? I, do you know what I mean? So when I run solo just for speed, I could probably uh, manage Torment 4 but I do three because three is still a challenge, but not so much that I feel like I'm beating my head against the wall. So I, I can get through this stuff relatively quickly, but also have some challenge. And, you know, that's a good level for drops and boosted XP and all that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess the problem is because when you go do this with a group and you're on Torment 6 and you're just tearing that place a new hole you're ripping through paragon levels and you're tearing through gear and I'm getting all, you know, walk out of there with five or six legendaries instead of one, maybe two and one paragon level or something. If I run a rift, probably have to run two to get a paragon level on my own. I understand them's the breaks, right? They want you to group up so you can reap those benefits there and that encourages multiplayer. Uh, But yeah, I just, I don't know what it is. Do you know what I'm saying though? It's just a little, there's something in there where I just want to, I just want to go in there. I want to do my thing and I want to feel like I'm coming out with the best possible stuff. And, and sadly that usually is the only time I get that is when I'm running with four of us. Maybe you guys are doing it differently. Let me know what you're thinking. I mean, if you're, if you're easily running like T6 on your own, well then you don't have anything to worry about. You're just, you're getting that same gear. Maybe you're not getting through as quickly. I don't know. There's ups and downs to everything in this life. Learn to accept it. Hey, Scott. This is Paul for the Diablo Show. This is uh, Randy O'Donnell. Hey, uh, one episode while back, you had uh, mentioned that, you know, one of the uh, quality of life things Blizzard did was allow you to right-click on on uh, legendary stuff right when you pick it up to identify it so you can use it immediately. And then you said, you know, well, who needs that book in town anymore? And nobody used it. Well, I'm here to tell you that I use it. Um, I still do not identify my stuff uh, when I get in the dungeon. I wait till I go back to town. I use the book. The reason I do it is uh, that is my tribute to Deckard Kane, who gave his life for us. So I paid for his book to go to wait. <laughs> so uh, as a tribute to him, I don't identify anything until I go back to town and use his book. To Deckard my Kane. My way Anyway, <laughs> I love it. stay a while and listen. Deckard Kane, who gave his life for us so that we might live. Deckard Kane sacrificed all that he was so that we, lowly Nephilim, could come out of our bounty run 
click on the cash, pick up the hooch, and then go click on his book and have it all identified at once. Oh, Deckard Cain, the wake of misery you left when you died. Um, yeah, no, whatever. I get that. I'm cool with that. That's a cool lore thing, actually. I'm down with that. I, I feel like, uh, I feel like, I don't know. I'm tempted always to check them while I'm out. But when I, like, I was just talking about these four-man deals where you walk out of there with, like, four or five of them. There's no time to check them. You're just running, right? So it is great to come back to the Book of Cain and uh, have them all happen at once. So even from that practical standpoint, it's a good thing to have. They put it in later in the game, and that's that. obviously there was a reason. Uh, nice quality of life improvement. But your take on it is uh, very lore-like and makes me happy inside. A little piece of me just grew like a small plant being nourished by your good call. Thank you, fine sir. Where has this show been, seriously, for like the last few weeks? What's going on, Scott? Longer than that, right? It's been about a month. Um, yeah, there's been really nothing going on. BlizzCon was weird because it kind of came, had a few things, and then was just like, it, it's almost like it heralded in, uh, yeah, we're not, we don't have a ton going on. Even the new patch coming out is going to be whatever. It's not going to be that big a deal. So everyone just relax and chill out and don't worry, you know. Like, it's just been kind of abysmal in terms of what's happening in the world of Diablo specifically. And uh, maybe that's because that's just, the, that's just the cycle we're in. You know, WoW is really center stage right now on this new expansion and, and whatnot. Heroes gets into beta later next month. We're only a few days away. Happy holidays, by the way. It's almost Christmas. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a little bit weird. And they just I haven't had enough to justify a full show. I hate to say it. Um, yeah, I am glad to be back today though. And, uh, and talking to you guys about things like, oh, I don't know the PTR being up on the holidays, I guess, get in now. If you want to roll that way, 2.1.2, this is available now through the holidays. If you have the PTR installed, they say this, while we initially planned for shorter public testing phases, we feel this additional time has improved the quality of the patch as well as allowed players to uh, whoops, players like you to experiment with and prepare for the upcoming changes. We're excited to get patch 2.1.2 and season two into your hands and looking forward to sharing more information about both updates in the new year. In the meantime, thank you as always for your diligent testing and amazing feedback. We wish you the warmest and happiest of holidays and can't wait to see you in 2015. It's their way of saying, go ahead and keep testing it because none of us are here anyway. We're taking the week off. Nobody's in here except for a couple of poor server guys just waiting for stuff to go down or get DDoSed. So everybody else, you know, sipping uh, sipping the hot cocoa under the tree or whatever you do. <laughs> Is that what you do? That doesn't sound right. Sipping hot cocoa under the tree. Very odd. <laughs> There are big changes coming to vanilla class sets. This is kind of well known. I realize that. I know this isn't exactly new, but we haven't talked about it here. Vanilla class sets are getting changes in 2.2 on top of the three new sets that's, that are coming. These were announced and talked about at length at BlizzCon a month ago. A month and a half ago now, right? Um, 
the Natalia set, excuse me, Natalia set, the four-piece idea is Reign of Vengeance deal more, deals more damage. They keep they have this as ideas. Six-piece idea, whenever you cast a generator or splendor, reduce your CD of Reign of Vengeance by two seconds. Off-piece set, whenever your Reign of Vengeance is active, you gain plus 200% additional damage. The current idea is for it to work best with the Reign of Vengeance lightning rune. Uh... Immortal Kings, still trying to uh, to find focus. Maybe Hammer of the Ancients or Seismic Slam. They say about the Zunamasius. Basic idea is pet-based. However, pet hitting harder and faster is already on other items. One angle, sacrifice for fetishes. So you uh, witch doctors out there might be excited about that. All of this and more is detailed on the official forums. And probably you should go check that out if you have interest in what is changing in those original vanilla D3 sets in this upcoming patch. Do not know still. I don't think we have any idea whether... Well, we can assume these changes in this patch is coming to consoles, but they've not said much about that. That or I've missed it. That's entirely possible, but I don't think they have said much. They were at the PlayStation Experience. I was going to report on that when that happened, but there wasn't anything new there, really. It's mostly kind of a, a rehash of what they talked about at BlizzCon, and of course, very console-focused, which is what you'd expect from that. Because that's what everyone was there for. But, uh, yeah. More on the way, clearly. Hey, Scott. Brett from Florida. I was just listening to your show about last week on the way home about the hardcore character who dies. And there's a loophole. My take on this is if you're going to make a hardcore character, don't fudge it. Play it as a hardcore character. Just play it how you would play it in real life. This is, if you're playing a hardcore character, you only live once. Let it go. All right. Bye. Kind of can't argue with that. I feel like we've talked about this a bunch, um, so we can put it to bed. But, yeah, the <clears throat> the idea of hardcore is you, you shouldn't cheat through a save file or any of that. You should just let him go. And you guys have all, you all seem to have agreed with me. It is entirely possible I've played that call before, but I'm pretty sure that was new. I know there was a lot of discussion, so I may be confusing it with another conversation. But, um. And I am too lazy to go check that other previous file and see if I did indeed play it. So instead, I just address it again and say, look, if you're playing a hardcore character, play the damn hardcore character. Enough of this pussyfooting around. Is that even a phrase anymore? I want to say my uncle used to say that a lot. You kids, you pussyfooting around, he'd tell us back in the day. I don't feel like people say that anymore. It's not like a thing. So there are a few things that uh, were gleaned. Can I say gleaned and feel good about it? Again, a thing people don't say very much anymore. From the uh, Play Your Way last Thursday. This is the, you know, Blizzard folk getting up there and doing whatnot. Uh, this was their last before the end of the year. So nothing nothing else until 2015, which again isn't very far off. But uh, anyway, here's some things we learned. Uh, being able to upgrade current items to ancient items would mean that you don't care about future drops, which isn't great. So that answers a lot of people's questions about, hey, can we take current items and make them ancient? What would be the point? Um, yeah, well, of course. I mean, that seems logical to me. New legendary gems might go in other slots. It's just a matter of where they make the most sense. This is very exciting to me because I currently do not like the limit of rings and amulets only. I would really like it if they could go somewhere else. A helm seems like a good place to me, doesn't it? Because you'd have to make a real decision there. Because helms are very important for other gems. So for you to sacrifice that gem hole for a greater gem, 
it means you had to really think about whether or not you wanted the advantage of that. And unless you, excuse me, unless you had a helm that had two gem holes, I should stop saying gem holes. Starting to be a little uncomfortable about it, and it's making me have the hiccups. What's that about? What's going on there? Uh, Ramalandi Nindi for other slots just isn't necessary for weapons, and thus may or may not happen. All right, that's something there. Sentry timer for you, uh, you uh, dudes there, your uh, your uh, demon hunters there, has been thought about, and it seems to clutter up the AI more than it does good. Hmm. I would agree. Keep that simple. Uh, also, the blood uh, the blood shard cap exists because new players would hold them until they can't pick up any more and only then try to find a way to spend them. Yeah. I think it's there to remind me that, ooh, I've hit the cap. What am I doing? Go talk to Kadalarha and spend some money. She Her drop rate for me is abysmal right now. I'm not getting anything from her. It's killing me. I hate it. She is the worst. Uh, the new Revive Corpse on PTR does not reduce your Rift Timer because of group play and it's pu- uh, and, and it punishing the group for one person's death. So that's important to note. Uh, yeah, that's all coming too, isn't it? Kind of forgot about that. Some weird stuff with greater rifts, but uh, probably all good. Conduit might be a little too weak on PTR right now and its damage might get looked at again. That'd be good because everyone loves hitting that and at the right moment, right? Uh, let's see. Originally, patch 2.1.2 was supposed to be out this week. That was last week or Thursday. Things didn't, uh, or, sorry, but if things went wrong, there wouldn't be anyone in the office to fix it due to the holidays. So again, my point, <laughs> no one's there. Like, why was it originally planning on coming out that week if they knew nobody would be there? Like, I don't buy that. They always knew. If, if they weren't going to have it done well before the holiday, they'd just have it out after. So that's fine. We'll wait for after. It says, play your way will probably not return before the next patch. So definitely not before the end of the year and probably not before the next patch. That says to me that I suspect the first week after the first of the year, like the you know first week in January, possibly the second week, we'll have the patch. And people thinking this is like the level of patch the last one was, you're going to be disappointed. There's just not as many big features. There's no real big features here. It's mostly tweaks to existing systems good ones and season two and all that but it's not you know this isn't going to change the way you play your game uh oh gosh what else there was an ominous announcement of an announcement by nevelisticistis no idea what that's going to be yet and uh there's some confusion about what the hell that is or that i'm even saying that name right hey you can guess i'm probably not if i had to guess i totally said that wrong Someone got Boon of the Hoarder where they should not have gotten it. That gem is great, by the way. Once you've been to the Goblin Realm and you have that gem, the money comes raining in. I mean, I walk out of both the four men last night uh, with my buddy Dan and three other dudes. I walked out of there with like, I don't know, three or four million dollars or gold rather and spent maybe 80 in repair bills. 80k that is that's pretty good right i feel like that's a strong take-home pay (laughs) 
It's all due to that damn gem. It's awesome. Oh my gosh. If you don't have that gem yet, find yourself a goblin who's willing to leap it, leave his portal up. Sounds dirty. Uh, but he'll, uh, yeah, that'll, your, your whole life changes. Anyway, that's really the only gem I, the, of all the ge gems, the legendary gems, the only one I really care about. Don't tell Blizzard. The others are okay. They're all right. But since I can only put them <clears throat> in another ring or in an amulet, I just focus on the one mainly because I just love it when more gold falls. There's something super amazing about that. A room will just fill with gold drops. You're just like, let me run around and grab it all. While my Templar does all the fighting. Would you look at that creature over there? Right? He's a little oblivious. We've been on some serious adventures together. That guy, he doesn't even know what's happening anymore. He'd say things like, I've always wanted to fight one of these. You're like, dude, you fought like a thousand of these. <laughs> I just don't have the heart to tell him. <clears throat> He's that dumb, you know? Or he'll say, finally, our just rewards. I'm like, right? I kill, I'll kill a thing and he'll drop 500 gold and that's our just rewards? Come on. Come on, dude. So, oh, and my favorite is, I like to think the world's safer now because of the dude we just vanquished. It's like, yeah, sure. Except if five feet from here, there'll be three blue dudes with a fire chain between them that want to fight us too. Maybe the world will be safer then. He's so innocent. He's so naive, that guy. Just love him though. Anyway, sorry. Back to the story here. Uh... <laughs> The quote from Blizzard about getting that boon of the hoarder where they should not have says this. This should only happen if you previously found the boon of the hoarder. Primarily, we want to make it easier for hardcore characters to reacquire one should they lose it in a hardcore death. So in any event, you, uh, you'll need to find the vault at least once before you can acquire the boon of the hoarder. The idea is they would make it easier for that thing to roll for those who previously had it, but on a character who died. So that you're not supposed to be able to get it unless you were at the goblin realm at least once. That's your way of initially getting it, either by yourself or with friends. And then it's it's the later bit where you might be able to get it falling off of somebody. Somebody got one just having it drop out of the realm, and they'd never been to the realm yet. And that wasn't supposed to happen. That was a bug. A nice bug, but a bug nonetheless. So, yeah. Get to the goblin realm, everybody. It's a huge pain in the ass, but once you get there, it's amazing. I have a problem. Because Draenor just came out, and I want to play World of Warcraft and do all the garrisons and all the followers and all that, all that stuff. But I also want to play Diablo three. Anyway, love the show. Bye. Uh, we'll do both. I do that. I mean, here's the thing. I can tell you right now, my experience with WoW has. Uh, I mean, I'm really, really liking that expansion. I got no bad things to say about it. But I have gotten to a point where. I'm geared enough to raid with my friends, and we have set nights for that, so I'll just plan on those nights, and I'm checking my garrison here and there and doing stuff, but I'm other than trying to level an alt that I'm working on, I'm not really in it for the let's get in and grind all day. You know, like I if I'll, I, I will literally have that feeling of like, all right, well, I did a daily, I did a quest, I did this other thing. I think I just want to go play Diablo for a while now. That's happening to me. So I'm playing more now. That I'm at that stage uh, in that expansion. So I just have more fun. You know, if I'm going to quote unquote grind for something, I'd really rather do it in Diablo anyway. That's a more fun grind, if you want to call it that. I don't really feel like it's a grind, but 
you know, get in there, knock out a rift in the same amount of time it'd take me to pug some terrible heroic, probably even less time. And uh, that's a good mix for me. So right now, those two games making me very happy with what they're offering me and plenty of time for Diablo. So don't feel like you got to just to do the, to do the one. Have to do just two. What am I trying to say? Don't feel like you have to do just the one. Feel like you have to do the two. Because doing the two, why, that makes all the difference. All right, let's get to some emails. By the way, you have been calling us. And when you do call us, you use a phone number. And that number is 801-471-0462. I would recommend and encourage you to keep using that number. Keep sending interesting calls. We'll play them on the show. 801-471-0462. Or you can call us, the, or uh, excuse me, email us, thediabloshow at gmail.com. And there, your MP3s are also welcome. If you want to attach those there. I uh, got an email here from David, a.k.a. Super Dave 531 because the other 530 Super Daves had already taken those names. He says this, Hi, Scott. Just had a quick question about when you decide to upgrade your gear. Boy, that's a good question, isn't it? Sometimes your gear... I'm sorry. Sometimes the gear you pick up can be very close in stats to what you already have. And not all of your main stats... Oops, I, my screen just went crazy. Where'd it go? There we go. And not all of your main stats will be boosted. Damage, toughness, healing... I often find it extremely tedious to upgrade my gear at the level uh, cap at times when there's no obvious upgrade choice. I have read slash heard about people using 5% to 10% rule. This is, for example, when a player is willing to take a 5% hit in toughness or healing in order to gain 10% to damage or the other way around. What are your thoughts on that? Do you have a little more, or sorry, have a more definitive way of processing your looting gear or looted gear when your numbers are really close? Thanks for everything you do. Longtime listener and tadpooler, David. All right, David, here's the deal. For me, the answer to this is pretty close to that rule. Um, I will take a hit. Well, okay, it depends. Because you gotta, you got to remember this, and someone correct me if I'm totally wrong on this, but the way I understand it is, if the three primary stats are showing there, and let's say one's a, a percent higher than what I'm currently getting on damage, let's just say, for example... But up above all of that, some of the legendary stats on that thing will do weird procs and crazy crit damage under certain circumstances. Or, um, you know, for example, I'm, I have this helm right now that if I stay out of da- any kind of damage for up to five seconds, I have a 30% reduction on resource costs until I'm damaged. So I can walk into a room, quickly freeze everybody, and then drop holy hell down on, on them at like triple the normal amount before I'm ever damaged and I get way more better, way better use out of my resources. It's an incredible boon on that. And I, that it's making it very hard for me to ever want to get rid of that helm, to be honest. It's awesome. Is it my helm? I think it's the helm. I think so. Yeah, I think it's the helm. Um, so I don't think that's reflected in the damage numbers. In other words, the 1% higher is just the base damage. It's not accounting for the 30% decrease in, uh, in resources and therefore the incredible volley of, of hell I can rain down and then what that would add up to in a percentage increase in damage. They're not, it's not doing that. It's just, if it, it, you, you have to look at it in a vacuum. Like, well, if this was only pure weapon and stat damage, what would that be? 
then add on top of that whatever these other things are. Those make a big difference. So you could, I could in theory take like a 20% hit on damage, on base damage, but because I have that other thing, that makes it worth keeping it. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? That goes for all the different stats. So you really have to think of all of those things. And that's where it gets tricky. The fact that I know this or I'm telling you this probably doesn't help you at all. It doesn't help me either because I struggle with the same exact thing. It's very hard to decide. But I definitely wouldn't do it just based on those stats. Yes, that percentage rule is a good one and I go by that often. But it's the other procs and the other, you know, weird increased damage from other factors that I pay most attention to, at least at that level. Because then that's, you know, that can make a world of difference. I mean, I've, I've had gear dropper. I'm like, ooh, plus 30% to damage. Sweet. But like all it had was extra gold pickup or something as a secondary stat or as a, as a legendary stat. Well, that doesn't, you know, translate to much. In fact, it probably will do less damage than the thing with the crazy procs on it. So you got to keep that stuff in mind. Hard call though, you know, it's hard to know what to do there. All right, a quick note. We are probably not going to have a show for a while because, again, the lack of sort of the news cycle and stuff happening is making that difficult. I, my plan will be when this next patch hits, new episode. Now, that could be next week or the first week of January after the holidays, or it could be the week after that. Whenever that is, like I said, I will be back and we will do a show um, and keep working toward you know the end of the season, which is a 12-episode season and season two. I kind of knew we would hit points like this uh, where it's a little bit more difficult. But, uh, you know, assuming that that patch brings some interest with it, there will be a show. Okay? So I just want to let you guys know. Won't be one for a couple of weeks probably. But hang in there. Don't unsubscribe. Keep it in your players and stuff because we'll be back. All right? We're not going anywhere. Everything's fine. Alright, let's uh, take it home, shall we? As always, this is a show you can find on the internet at frogpants.com slash Diablo. All our links are there. Subscription information to iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts are found. Your apps, your whatever. You know, a lot of people are saying, podcasting's back, even though it didn't really go anywhere. Well, great. There's plenty of ways to listen. So, tell your friends. Not only did we not go anywhere, we're just, here we are. Uh, our email address is thediabloshow at gmail.com. Again, that phone number, 801-471-0462. And we are at Diablo Show on Twitter. You can also find me at Scott Johnson. All right? Please do. Get in contact. Let's hang out. Let's talk. And some of you I see online all the time. It's fun to play with you guys, so thanks for that. I'm going to be playing a bunch. Uh, well, I won't be for a while. we got a bunch of holiday stuff. But when I get back, I'm going to play a lot of Diablo. Because it is still my game of the year. Game of the year, I'm saying it right now, 2014, Reaper of Souls. Easily, my gamer, my gamer, my game of the year. Is it yours? Well, it should be. Thanks, everybody, for being here. We'll see you next time. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.